Welcome to another episode of Crouching Tiger Hidden Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and I am joined by Vader, as always. How's it going, Vader? It's going pretty good, thank you very much. How about yourself? Yeah, doing pretty good. It's been, well, I guess about a month since we uh, last recorded, a little over a month. Um, but it's been speeding on by. It's been the holidays for a few of us, I'm imagining. Yep, it's a busy time of year. Lots of family and fun and work and what not all that all that jazz but fear not we've managed to fit in at least one more kung fu movie in between now and then or then and now uh oddly rhyming with the one we're watching today so we we took a look at marantau listen <laughs> <laughs> not on purpose <laughs> if you didn't name it we would have known we uh, would not have known yes it was an interesting film where's this actually from it's like Malaysia or something. Uh, Indonesia. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, I mean, I probably should check that myself, but <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a more knowledge. Yeah, so. it's an <laughs> Indonesian film. Um, this was directed by Gareth Evans, who is not Indonesian, but that's where he works out of pretty much his entire. Well, most of his filmography has been it's been with a lot of the same cast. Interesting. And this, I think, was his first um, feature-length film. Better double-check that. Mm, I guess he had one in... So, Marantau came out in 2009. And then he had one previous, uh, Footsteps, which was his first film in 2006. Uh, And then, uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, he directed The Raid uh, in 2011. I've heard a lot about it. You've mentioned it a few times. Yeah, we should probably watch that eventually uh and then the raid 2 which has been a little more popular in i think some of the same circles we run in on twitter um that was 20 2014 mm, that's been it as far as martial arts films or films with fighting in them uh he did do a netflix original apostle but that's more of a horror film which came out last year so what's his background? So, so he's not Malay, um, Indonesian. No. Where's, so where's, he, where's he from? The UK. Is he American? No, I think he's UK. Oh, because uh... that's a bit of an odd. Yeah, a bit of an odd uh... mix. Because usually we get native people doing these kind of films. Yes, he. I don't know where Glamorgan is, but he graduated with a master's in script writing and film or for film and television at the University of Glamorgan. Now he's Welsh, so that makes sense. Oh yeah, that does sound like a Welsh name. Interesting. Like, I don't know what would make you go there. I guess their, their filming laws are probably a little bit. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> it's probably a combination of the, that, and then the cost of filming much cheaper there. Yeah. Um, and then maybe just a personal interest. Yeah, uh, he's done. He did a a, a documentary on um, Pajaksilat. Um, it's like a one of a five episode series on the cultural heritage of Indonesia. Um, uh, yeah, That's it's cool. kind of, It doesn't have like a super lengthy um, discography. Although he did uh, direct his, I guess his first short film was in two thousand three. It was called um, Samurai Monogatari. 
and um, that was in Japanese and starring to students from Tokyo uh, that were studying at um, Cardiff um, in, in Wales at the time. So he's, I think he's just had a tie with like Asian cinematography and things yeah. as, as he said. Wow, he's six foot five. That is big. <laughs> Sorry, that's like a <laughs> an aside there that He's a tall guy. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen what he looked like, which is funny because I've watched all of his films. That's on me. I think he was just probably sitting down for interviews, so I didn't notice he was yep. huge. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, so this this film is the uh, pretty sure it was the acting debut of um, Iko Uwais, who uh, portrays our main character. Um, along with the first film for um, uh, Yaya and Rihan, who is the guy that he meets on the bus and then meets again at the toward the end of the film in the elevator. Um, they yep. they've done a lot of acting together. Um, most recently, they appeared in Star Wars uh, Episode Seven. No, wait. Yeah. Seven. The whatever the I think that was seven. Then I can't think of the name of it. Anyway, Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> my my Star Wars is not so good. Um, yeah, they they was, were. What is he doing there? They were both in there. Um, they just were murdered immediately. They they showed up on Han Solo's, um, barge ship thing and then they were eaten by whatever one of those things that is, that got let out of the oh, that cell. space squid thingy yeah so they just showed up as two bounty hunters or debt collectors or whatever they were and then they were just killed how funny yeah i was waiting for them to like fight or something but nope it was just a cameo <laughs> or a waste of talent yeah well you know we did Western get we did get uh, risks. Donnie Yen and um, the man, <laughs> whatever the one was that they <laughs> um, <laughs> Rogue One, yeah, <laughs> the not inside of the general trilogy or whatever it's called, the main run of the yeah, Rogue One side story. But that's um, yeah, Eco Elias. He's done. Uh, I guess I should look and see if he was specifically in anything. Oh, he was born in 83, so he's slightly younger than I am. He is not six foot five. He's five foot six. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, this was he's, his first. He's older than he looks, though. He's got a, he's got a good baby face going on. Um, yeah. Yeah, this was his first film. Uh, he was... Uh, working as a driver in a telecommunications company um, before he did um, uh, Mirantal. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'll start somewhere. Yep. So he's done Mirantal, The Raid. He was in a cameo in Man of Tai Chi. Um, again, I was hoping he would actually do more fighting and then he kind of just didn't. He just kind of walked on. Uh, the Raid 2. Uh there, there we go. I guess I should have pulled this up. Star Wars: The Force Awakens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> headshot. 
um, which is uh, it's on Netflix. That is on Netflix, and it's um, Timo Tajan Tajan Janto. There we go. Probably screw that up, but uh, that's the director of um, the Night Comes for Us, which was awesome. Uh, so he's worked. He's worked with that director on a few films, and then oh, he was in Beyond Skyline. Well, oh, that's a sci-fi film. Uh, he played a recurring character in a TV series called Wu Assassins, which I I don't know what that is. Oh, it's 2019, so I guess that makes sense. Have not seen it yet. And then Triple Threat, which I've been waiting for, but it still has not been released as far as I'm aware. Oh, it has a release date of March 22nd. So I guess two years after it was filmed. Um, that'll be an interesting one. It has like a billion people in there. There's uh, Scott Adkins, um, Tiger Chen, Michael Jai White, G.J. Uh, Yannon, who we watched in um, Chocolate. Uh, Ego Oise, Tony Jaw, um, like everybody's in this movie. <laughs> it's the it's the Expendables of 2019. So that'll be interesting once it comes out. Um, let's see. Then we have uh, Yayan uh, Ruhian, who was the. It, this is the one movie where he's like super clean shaven and everything else he's been in. He has huge beard and long hair. Um, again, Marantau, Raid, Raid 2. Uh, probably a small role in Yakuza Apocalypse, but that's a vampire movie. Um, Star Wars. Lego Star Wars. He, don't, he voiced a different character. Um, also in Beyond Skyline. <laughs> now he is in John Wick 3, so that'll be interesting. I think that comes out in March or February, sometime soon. I've still never seen any of those movies. We should, like, when that comes out, we'll do, like, Eat Mountain and just cover all three of them. <laughs> and then regret <laughs> it immediately. <laughs> because... <laughs> Are they good? I, I, sh- I hear oh, yeah, good things. I, um, they're good, but particularly the second one is just people getting shot in the face a lot so uh, okay uh, i mean there's some martial arts in it it's a lot of sambo or mix between sambo and like judo a lot of throwing yeah but uh, yeah a lot of gun foo instead um <laughs> let's see then we have um alex abad um this was the actor that played johnny in marantau uh, he was also in the raid too, and I think that's that's it for. Um, he's primarily in dramas and comedies, which I think lend it's a little bit more lent to his acting style. He's more of a comedic actor. Oh, apparently he's also a poet, and a musician, and a visual artist, and a music producer. So he's he's been doing pretty well for himself. Um. Let's see who else. Uh, we have Mads Kodal. Uh, he is a Danish actor, and this was the main bad guy. Oh, man. The white dudes in this movie were bad. Yeah. I don't mean it in a cool way. And I don't, know, I don't mean it in the bad people way, although they were. I mean in bad it's, acting. 
it's like a little bit of all of those things. <laughs> uh, and I think they were kind of written that way too. No, you can't write bad acting like that. It was awful. <laughs> I don't know. He's, that, he has a he has like the longest filmography of any of these guys. How many? Ninety films. A lot of them are short films in the TV series, but still, ninety roles. Yeah. He, he had a lot of good lines. I mean, they were ridiculous one-liners, but oh this, man, it's so every time he's on screen, I cringed. <laughs> Um, nothing really like a few martial arts. The Copenhagen Ninja, it's a short film, but um, I'm guessing that's martial arts. Uh, the rest of it I can't tell because they're Danish, so I can't read the titles. Um, <laughs> what about and his then buddy? I, be- I believe his his brother was. It's a French gentleman. This is uh, Laurent Busson. Uh, he is from France. Uh, some. He has more of a role, I think, as a producer uh, rather than an actor. He's Marantau, something called Die Fighting. That's kind of it. Oh, he was in Silverhawk in 2004 with um, Michelle Yeoh as a drug dealer's hitman. Um, but he's produced a bunch of like weird Dragon Ball Z things. Oh, what? I don't know. I don't know what these are. Dragon Ball Z Light of Hope. Maybe it's a web series. Maybe. Uh, That's random. I can't. Because watching these two, a couple of scenes, I was thinking you couldn't have got two more dorky looking dudes. (laughs) And they're supposed to be tough, like badass mobsters. But then they actually start fighting, especially the, the brother, not the main bad guy. He got some moves, dude. <laughs> yeah, he has some, <laughs> some, he has some long legs. Uh, yeah, this ta- taekwondo type f- style fighting. Yeah, I was not expecting it because boy, I was thinking these guys are dorky ears. <laughs> yeah, and he just starts kicking it's like, fighters. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And we have uh, Siska uh, or Jessica Siska. Um, this she played um, Astri. And she is also in very few roles, but she just did something in 2016. I guess that's her latest role, um, Triangle of the Dark Side, which looks like a mob crime something. I can't tell in a horror film. It's another really related, and that was... I keep thinking 2016 was like last year, but that's not the case. (laughs) Almost last year. It always seems way more recent than... Than it is. I mean, the fact that Marantau was from 2009 already is uh, 10 years old. That's weird to me. Yes, that does seem strange. So um, that that is the cast list. Uh, is when did you? Is the first time you've watched this? Yep, first of my probably the first Indonesian film we've ever seen. Oh, good. Then we'll watch the raid and some other ones later on um i saw this when it it was like a direct to dvd release um when it came out it may have done like a a film festival or something but i remember watching that i bought it like immediately um because there just hadn't been anything on um silat uh in movies Uh, at least that was released you know nation or not nation worldwide and 
off of the heels of um, Tony Jaw films. Uh, Iko Uwais was like the up-and-coming martial artist. At the he's time. very talented. Yeah, he's he does good work, and it just gets better it, as his career goes. He moves like Jackie Chan, like his... Um... Yeah, I think if you took the comedy out of it, he has a lot of similar... I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot is not... It's different, but um, the way he carries himself is, is similar. Yes, like he, um, Jackie's fighting style in a lot of his films uses uses his whole body, not just his fists and feet, and it's very similar. And it's it, down to the martial arts style, but also the way he per- performs his stunts. He he's, his body's going into everything, and it's just fully committed. Yeah, um, and I think a lot of that has lot- to do with the fact that he's like five foot six, so he's not. Uh, they picked to. a lot of much larger opponents for him in this film yep. so he has to use all of his body I think to, to make it effective and I also think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the director is a fan of Jackie Chan's films and was, oh, was trying think, to imitate yeah, probably. <laughs> imitate some of the stunts and uh, the things that we see in the early Jackie Chan films because um, there's a lot of environmental fighting and a lot of, a lot of environmental stunt work Um maneuvering and escaping yeah there is and i think it continues through um gareth evans other other films well i'd have to it's been a while since i've seen the raid and a few other ones like that but um it's it's kind of similar i think this movie maybe trades on that imagery like more yep um but yeah it was definitely uh a nice change of pace when this when this first came out and i had seen it once or twice um at least in the in the interim but it, it had been a few years probably since i last watched it so it was a, a nice refresher to to watch this again and um totally forget how violent this <laughs> movie actually was it gets pretty um, bad yeah um, and it, I, go ahead i just like seeing the different type of martial arts like it's easy to think oh martial arts that's like japan and china mm-hmm. but like all the well, actually, yeah, all the Asian and even actually every ancient culture has a martial arts. It's just in they just different forms because even their sword martial arts and in Europe and whatnot, they all had yeah. their, their their kata or their movements that they would train in. But it's just it's more refined in the Asian cultures. But it's cool to see something different. But you can see obviously there is some uh, similar heritage to kung fu. They must or- originate. Uh, or some relationship, but it's cool to see how different it is as well. Yeah, and I think one of the the larger differences, at least with um, uh, Penchak Silat in in this film and, and in general, is you get the 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 cultural usage of it. I think in the opening of the film when he's when he's doing his sort of form. Um, in the beginning, and it, that, that's using the um, the carom bit, the knife. Yep. And most of that translates into all the rest of the things he does. Like that, yep. you're generally supposed to be using the knife like the whole time. That's just the thing that you carry on you. And um, they, if we get uh, around to watching the raid, that the the director goes in that direction. It's like, well, we're just going to use the knife and dice people up. Because that's what ends up happening. Fair enough. 
Well, because isn't it isn't there like an Indian martial arts, and isn't that supposedly the the father of more most of the Asian martial arts? Like it led into kung fu and obviously uh, yes, this way that, to... that that went. Um, it made the trek into China around the same time as um, Buddhism. Yep, and I'm, I'm assuming that 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 probably led into into Indonesia and stuff with this this martial art. Because what I have seen of the Indian martial arts seem very similar, a lot more groundwork and I don't know, it's brutal. <laughs> yeah, it is, and I um, I'm not sure. I'd have to look at the. I'm not as well versed on um, the history of Silat. Uh, I've had um, one of my friends years ago uh, practice Silat. It was, of course, in the in the U.S., so I'm sure it was a watered down, different version, yep. but. Um, he did a lot. He was practicing that, I think, the same time this movie came out. So he was oh, cool. it's through the roof. He was so excited because, you know, he uh, had it was not a popular thing outside at the time, particularly outside of um, Indonesia or Southeast Asia, really. And um, he was like over the moon to <laughs> to watch this stuff. And he's like, I know that one. And I go, oh, yeah. And, you know, was Not trying cool. to, of course, demonstrate them and show me the efficacy <laughs> of that. And I guess, hey, yeah, a lot of the stuff doesn't feel great. <laughs> no, it doesn't. He's like, and if I have my knife, it's like this. I'm like, okay, thanks. Now I'm dead. Okay, that was great. <laughs> cool. what, what was interesting about it, I found, as you said, you said before, they show you a lot of the movement and the training early on, which is very nice to introduce yep. you to it as it's new to a lot. I imagine it would be new to a lot of people like it was to me. Um, and it's, it's a very ground based fighting style. So when you get knocked down, you can keep fighting. Yeah. And I think that that a lot of that is um, it's, it's, it's in Salat, but it's particular to um, Harimau Salat. So that's uh, the t- okay. t- tiger Salat. That's what he's doing. Okay. Yep. So it's got the animal, yeah. techniques just like the kung fu does mm-hmm. just specifically like stuck in tiger that's why he's doing a lot of a lot of his stuff when you see him attacking it's like a raking motion he's grabbing people's throats and faces and whatnot or getting slapped in the face like he does <laughs> it does in the beginning that was that was probably a good little bit of comedy in the in the otherwise not comedic film yep but yeah, it was a, it's an interesting style of, of combat. Um, yeah. I wonder if there's any MMA fighters who train in it. I I am not sure. I think they, more, like they gravitate more, a little bit more toward uh, Muay Thai. Yes, and then just the, the grapples. But this yeah. seems like it'd be a good mix because it seems like it has that grappling and that floor work as a defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of striking, but it looks like there's a lot of takedowns as well. Mm. He's definitely putting a lot of people on the ground. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> or kicking them in the throat. That seems to be popular. So I've quickly pulled up Wikipedia, source of all knowledge, um, and it talked that there is a quick description of um, people arriving from India. So I think... Um, we can. I would assume that this is kind of where the martial art form would originate as well. It just does seem to make sense. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a very old 
martial art, sixth century, it was formally it was being formally taught. Which is quite a while ago. Just a few years ago, you know. <laughs> yeah, it has a lot a lot of history behind it. Um I think at one time I probably had studied up on it, but like with all things, it just got smushed together. Yep, fair enough. Um, do we want to cover some reviews before we get into the movie too yeah, much? Let's um let's take a look. Uh I guess we'll go with the good review. I think we did the bad review first last time. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. No way of remembering. <laughs> We're just going with the good one first. Okay. Um I am gonna go with this one because seven out of seven people found this helpful. 10 out of 10 stars. Awesome action movie. Excellent direction by Gareth. Breathtaking cinematography by Iko Uwais. And that's just the title. <laughs> this is by Fella Shibby on the 21st February 2016. Just last year. Uh, <laughs> Cole Abius. <laughs> of film school rejects calls the film a mind exploding action sequence coupled with genius emotional impact harry knowles of what are they just quoting other reviews yeah yeah okay i'm sorry i'm dropping this guy you're you're dropped okay another one title awesome by cans livepool 9th of august 2009 so right on release I can only say awesome, excellent, magnificent. Then they prove themselves wrong by continuing. This Indonesian movie offers us Indonesians a brand new movie genre and new hero. This movie also release, released us from boredom of similar type of Indonesian movies nowadays. Uh, sex, cheesy comedy, horror comedy, and all that junk. Although it it's directed by Gareth Evans, who actually is not Indonesian, but I can say that he can relate to us Indonesian people. He doesn't try to make this movie look international and unor unoriginal, but he made this so Indonesian. For sure, he already gave his best. Salute him for that. Thank you, Mr. Evans. Good cinematography, appropriate scoring, a uh, good drama, standard heroic plot line, but hey, we all know what action movie is all about, right? And of course, great actions. For those of you who don't watch this movie in a cinema, you will regret it. Trust me. I go for champion. Um, fair enough for review. Yeah, that's nice. We fair don't often enough. get um locals local <laughs> reviews for yeah. uh, a lot of these it's interesting i would have assumed as i say i'm new to indonesian film i mostly stick with japanese and chinese film i would have assumed there have been a lot of martial art films but it, I'm, it, from, from this person's review is that obviously they aren't that common or weren't that common back then would you know uh yeah it was the same way even with um Thai films, and if you even, well, less so with the Hong Kong for sure, but um, there was a lot of run, or I guess maybe if you think of uh, films from India, where 
Bollywood generally puts out, you know, musicals, comedies, and some dramas. Yes. But then they've been doing a run of like superhero movies. Um, well, I guess because it's Bollywood, they they generally try to. They all, it's not specifically remakes, but they'll kind of play on a lot of uh, mainstream Hollywood uh, films. Whereas I think the film communities within um, Indonesia, Malaysia, um, Thailand, so Southeast Asia, Philippines, um, they're just they're they're sort of in the late 90s or the 2000s we're kind of catching up on things that were happening maybe in like the earlier 90s late 80s and sort of doing that kind of thing and um a lot of these films such as this one and um tony jaws films kind of brought martial arts back to the like the forefront or at least action films and um they've been doing a lot more of those and there's actually a especially with the, the philippines um a lot more horror films have been coming out of there but they have a a larger um cultural well to draw from when it comes to like creatures and whatnot so martial arts isn't cool. as prevalent but um this mm-hmm. definitely stoked some fires i think yeah and that's cool especially that someone can start off a trend or a, or a thing that's been missing from a community of your film industry in a country. Yeah. And it's interesting that a, a foreigner had to do that. And, and it's nice that the, um, th- there's recognition given to, uh, the amount of cultural impact like that, that they're, they're pulling from in this movie and saying that, yes, it doesn't feel like it's made outside but it feels like it's an indonesian film because what you don't want is someone coming in and then just imposing their own kind of thing on like the any any of the fields really but uh yeah i mean i don't know the foreign director so you you couldn't you almost couldn't tell no i assumed it was a, a it was an indonesian film yeah i think we would have to look at something else that came out like a year or two before um, in general in Indonesia and compare it that way. Yep. But it's slightly beyond the scope of what we do. Um, a bad review. I what do we got? Yet. Um, this one looked really fun. Prove if I am wrong is the title of this <laughs> review. <laughs> Uh, and the reviewer is titled true indian tiger okay Uh, warning spoilers i liked beginning how aiko hero practiced salat and leave leave home i liked the very first fight too so what's bad about this film one Probably there are six or seven fight scenes. All of them weren't well choreographed. Sometimes Iko barely hit or push a bad guy, which knocked guy down. Sometimes it seems bad guy left his guard down on purpose to get a punch or kick. Two, movie lacks amazing stunt. I saw this movie because it was being compared to Umbak, but I didn't find the epicness here. I could have done all those stunts, Sigh. Many of them. 
three. There is no fight like one on four or one on three. They they were coming one by one. Sometimes there was one on two. They were keeping they they keep sending bad guys to kill or seize Iko. No bad guy were carrying gun or sword, knife, and iron or iron rod. They killed their own guy from a gun. Why the hell did anyone use the gun at him? Finally, two boss, bosses ended up dead, but they didn't use gun. Hmm. After movie, I was feeling if I were in this movie as a bad guy, Iko could have couldn't have done anything. There are many Jackie Chan's good movies out there of ratings 5.2 or 5.5, and those sure are better than the 6.5 rating movie. Watch if I am wrong. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I won't mock the English because it's clearly a second language. English is a second language person, which is fine. What do you think of that? Uh, I think it's a little overly critical. Is my it first is thoughts. he has a or whoever this is has a point with number four, but that's the same point you could probably level it like any Jackie Chan film. And to be fair, they did actually send guys with guns at some point, though. Yeah, but I don't think yeah. it like last. I mean, the, the really the only one I really remember was the elevator scene. Yes. Um, yeah, it is a reasonable fair point. I kind of, I think I did actually think about this during the film. These, the foreign guys are, I believe they're there temporarily. Like, yeah. they're not from there. No, I, I think imagine. they were supposed to be Dutch. Well, it kind of makes sense because of the Dutch-Indonesia yeah. relationship. Um, That's why I think that they were probably supposed to be Dutch. Yeah. But still, like, they weren't there normally, and so they clearly flew in and wouldn't be able to bring their guns with them. And so I could imagine having guns would be harder to get for them. But at the same time, the bad guys, I'm sure they'd be able to acquire them somehow. But I don't know. I don't know what guns are like in that country. Maybe they're very scarce, so maybe a lot of the violence and crimes is done with physical violence, not gun violence. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. So, uh, it, I know, I know. Most people, me. I believe, a lot of people just carry knives. So, yeah, it didn't bother me too much. Yeah, because it's for one a martial art film. Yeah, you know, I think there like, were quite a few fight scenes where it was more than just one on one. It was. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they 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 mainly kept to like a two on one scenario. Like he said that they would kind of just two guys would fight and then there would be one guy it yeah it it didn't have like the crowd sizing that you would get from something like Ongbak um or even the protector but I, it this nevertheless was still a, a good showcase for um eco wise oh he did a good job i agree um one of the things i found a bit odd was like the first time he um goes to the club at night to kind of get help the get help the girl. Yeah, he gets his ass handed to him by like two or three guys. But then the very next time, he he, he from then onwards he likes taking out 10, 20 guys in a row. And it's like, he, hold on, he was, How did but that change? 
<laughs> because he was able to kind of address them one at a time. He was putting himself in positions where he was really kind of just able to take care of one guy, turn, take care of another one guy. So they did have sort of that feeling. He was getting beat up because it was like four dudes at one time and in an alley. And I don't think outside of his training, he's at this point had like really been able to use um, his, his martial arts for himself. So this yeah. was kind of a trial by fire. Yeah, I get, got ang- basically just got angry. Um, but yeah, it, he seemed to get bitter without with the tra- without the training montage is kind of what it, how it felt for me. Yeah, I think the training montage was built into him just leveling up as he, <laughs> he beat up. People. He went super saiyan level two, did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But in general, I don't agree with this this review. Um, there was a little bit of slightly amateurish stunt work, where things that did seem like, as he, the person said, the poop the stuntman was waiting to be hit. But in general, I think there were some very impressive um, stunts. There was one where guy got kicked off, um, probably a level two story bamboo scaffolding. Yeah, <laughs> I think the, the worst one was when that guy got poked with the pole. That's that was horrible. Oh, like, that was cool. Yeah, I mean, it was cool, but it was like just uh, like crumples. Yeah, it wasn't good to be on the receiving end of jumping off something and landing onto a small circle of bamboo. Yeah, it, there was there's definitely some tomfoolery behind it. Like he didn't have to take that full hit. I don't think. No, but I think it was, I mean, I just was... like in in as a viewer watching that, like that oh, yeah. that, that um, lends itself to a lot of like empathy. I think <laughs> that particular hit. But uh, what I thought it was cool about it: how many movies have we seen where people have been jumping and chasing over rooftops? Like every James Bond film, every Mission Impossible, like they all have rooftop jump scenes and stuff. And like he just turns around, and is like poke, and it's true. Like if you're jumping midair. You can't do nothing to defend yourself. <laughs> no, and your whole weight of your body went onto like one small little piece, which you're gonna just drop. And how, like, I don't know, like, why has no one in any other film ever thought if the, um, the person running away just turns around, you've got this guy? Probably because yeah, they, they, they didn't want to do that giant falling stunt. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. but it does change the whole rooftop chase scene. It does. And then, um, you know, he tries to replicate it, but the, I think the time it takes to do that is more than you want to spare when you're running from multiple people. That's true. And especially there's multiple people. Yeah. Because he's, he's not able to replicate it on the second guy. Yeah, and I thought that was also cool that they took the time to show, okay, this is, yeah, that it worked once, but not twice. That, yeah. You're right, that was a good point. But it was a cool, that was a cool stunt and looked pretty cool. Yeah, I think that along with the um, uh, clotheslining the biker with the towel was good. Oh, that was cool too. They they built it up a little too much where it had um, like, look, there's a guy who's clearly going off to the pass. Yeah, <laughs> and then, very slowly. <laughs> yeah, it was but a little the, bit too much. It was, but the reaction was good. It's like if someone grabbed your towel, you would try to not let them pull it. It makes logical sense. Yeah, you would be like, wait, you'd instinctively grab. Um, and when you're on a bike, you are somewhat vulnerable. 
you, yeah, your balance is, is very specifically skewed to going forward, <laughs> not backward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a cool scene. All in all, I think that the, the stunts were re- pretty impressive and it was an entertaining film in that regard. It's the plot that really gets me. I don't like the film because of the plot. It's too icky uh, to really say I enjoy this film. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that it hit a lot harder than I remember it doing, not in terms of, no, I guess not only in terms of the the martial arts, the level of violence inherent in it, but the, the I guess the inherent misogyny <laughs> that's going on in this film, just women were not treated well at all, and it was, it I think it took it a step too far, um, even given the subject matter of... Uh, so basically, it's it's deal. The, the villains are dealing in um, the the sex trade, like selling yes. women, and it's it's not like an even-handed view. It's just bad, like all around. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll get to that. We didn't. None of these really discussed um, what there was the plot because the plot is actually pretty pretty bare bones there's not this isn't a um work of shakespeare well it's in the name of the film from what i understand they describe yes. the name of the film um Miran, Marantu? Marantau? Marantau? Marantau, yep. Marantau. um is kind of like coming of age journey that young indonesian men go on if i remember correctly uh, as far it's as like, it's explained yeah yeah so that term references that yeah. the them going on and basically on a quest or yeah. leaving leaving home and becoming a man by experiencing the world outside of the confines of their own village or home yes and this is the main character sets off after his training montage to start off with which i was pleased to see at the beginning <laughs> and doing some work around the house he um he leaves to go on his uh, his quest, his, his Mirantel. And it's basically the plot. <laughs> yeah, that, that's <laughs> his it? his arc is him going to um he's in a small he's uh, in a rural village, um a Javanese village, and he goes to Jakarta um to teach Silat. That's his his intent well, is is to yes, yeah. to open up a um Silat school. Um and it's it's something of a traditional hero's journey um, compiled with like rites of passage into adulthood, um, but it meanders a little bit. We we find out that the um, the place where he was supposed to be staying and kind of using as his uh, footing, his home in uh, Jakarta was. Uh, think it was either burnt down or bulldozed like it was out of business and defunct and it's where his um i I don't remember if it was a friend of his brother's or his teacher somebody like gave him contact information but when he when he finally gets there and tries to find it it's it's into ruin and then he makes a couple phone calls and it's a like a disconnected number so it's out of business and then he's several hours away from home and kind of out of luck. 
at that point. Yep. So he sleeps in a construction seat yard and then just decides he's going to try and look for ways to teach. Yep. Which they don't really stick on because all the action, he, he finds himself in trouble pretty quick. <laughs> and so I thought they would move into more of that, but nope, that's not what it was to be. It was, uh, he was just to find trouble pretty quickly or trouble finds him, I guess. Courtesy of a uh, little, uh, our pickpocket friend, Adit, who is the younger brother to Astri, our secondary main character, kind of. But um, yeah. uh, both Astri and Adit are, their parents have passed away and they're just kind of living in a, um, a tenement, I guess, a small little uh, apartment with a little with a big courtyard. Um, it's just living hand to mouth. Adit is uh, stealing food from like a little restaurant or a little roadside stall, which he, you know, inadvertent or on purpose steals um, Yudo's wallet, hoping to score some quick cash. It's actually a little worse than their parents died. The parents abandoned them. Oh, the was parents it? had too I many. Yeah, the parents had too many kids, and they um, decided they were just gonna. They just left one day. Yeah. The mate. Uh, like, no. The girl. The, <laughs> yeah. The woke up. Jakarta's not like a great place to be, apparently. Um, like nobody's doing well in, in really any of these situations. Uh, so nope. Adit is, you know, they're living hand to mouth, and Astri um is involved in a. She's a dancer, like at a at the go go um, nightclub. That's being run by Johnny, our sub he's, sub boss, bad guy, mini boss. Yep, <laughs> he's the mini. He's the, the the least effective mini boss. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> he's yeah. yeah. He's not good at what he does. Um, but, but yeah, basically, he just gets pulled into it, doesn't he? Like the kid steals his wallet, takes yeah. him on a, a cat and mouse chase, gets mm-hmm. him back right when he's getting to where his sister would be outside the go-go bar, and that's when he sees uh, her being mistreated by Johnny, Johnny. Mm-hmm. and that basically just pulls him into trouble that he shouldn't have stepped in. But it, well, it doesn't end well for anybody. <laughs> like, like everything just goes bad. And I think it, you know, a lot of a lot of these things wouldn't. I mean, they weren't good things to happen for anybody. Like the whole situation wasn't great. It got worse, and then sort of ended on. Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> like this doesn't end well for anybody. Honestly, she gets a little bit more of a harder time because he tries defending her when Johnny yeah. hit, hit, hits her, but he was going to be taking her to, he's guaranteed to be taking her to sell to the, these Dutch guys anyway. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's like, no like, way there's he was. Nobody benefited from Yuta's like interruption, but it wasn't a good thing anyway. So it didn't ultimately really make a difference, I guess. Other than a lot of people got killed. Yeah, but they're all bad guys who kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, and it just, as I say, it's hard to say what, nothing else really happens except it escalates. He, yeah. he rescues her, 
Johnny retaliates. It escalates a little bit more. Yeah, and then he retaliates. And- like, I, I go, like I mentioned before, he kind of got beat, his beat down, and then he comes back and storms because now Johnny has the girl inside the bar, was taking him to see the the buyers, the creepy dudes, disgusting, filth, scum of the earth dudes. And he busts in and he causes damage to the Dutch guy's face by smashing a bottle. It was a very cool roundhouse kick to a bottle that threw glass across the room and right into the bad guy's face. Yeah. Yeah. And that got him angry, so it escalated again. And it just kept escalating to the point where it was the final showdown at the shipping yard where a whole crate or crate, a whole shipping container of girls uh, about to be shipped off on a container ship and um, Ico basically saves the day at a great yeah. cost, which yeah. I didn't like. It. Um, what, do you think of, what do you think of that? What do you think of how it all ended? I forgot that it ended that way. <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> and I watched them like, mm, okay. It's. Uh, I, I mean, it works. It works for the film. It works with what, with his just journey had like failed kind of from the beginning. Like he, it was not going to work out really. And I think a, a, a large part of that is this idealism versus reality. Um, we get a, a sort of mentor talk from um, Eric, who is uh, Yayan Ruyan in the beginning. They, he, he meets him on the bus and he uh, tells Yuda, who is um, equal wise, that um, yes, he remembers his his own many years ago, his own Marantau and um, Yuda explains that he's going to Jakarta to open up a Silat um, school and uh, Eric you know, tells him that it's, like the journey is fine like that it's it's a useful thing but to like be realistic about it and you know don't you know just let your dreams be dreams in this particular instance um in which we find out that jakarta is like full of silat schools and there's not really room um for what he wants to do or what he thinks he can do uh coming from this small rural village to a, a large metropolitan area uh, and then, but, well, to be fair, if he's given more time, he could have followed his dream. He could have done something, but he's pulled into this if, on yeah, the second no, day if, in the city. If, <laughs> yeah, if he hadn't run afoul of the situation, who, who knows? It could have it could have turned out quite a bit different, or he could have just gone into the restaurant business, um, as uh, his his friend from <laughs> the the food stand was c- kind to say that he could teach him where he to ask about food rather than. Uh, Salat. Yeah, a- and again, that that person he meets on the bus, it does lead to a very cool. I think it was a quite an interesting mini character arc that it had because he meets him on the bus. Yeah, and he feels like he's going to be important in some way or other, but you're not sure because they're basically just part ways. And this is in the first ten minutes, and it's not until the last ten minutes that he pops back up, and he's actually one of the higher up uh, muscle men for this mob this gang and he doesn't want to fight the main character but because he he has to it's his job i mean he's it's his job yeah 
and, yeah. and and so he reluctantly fights him which leads to a very very cool fight scene inside the elevator yeah inside, people inside the elevator. like the largest freight elevator ever that thing um, was huge that wasn't wasn't too much bigger than normal elevator the elevator i thought that's a lot of i mean <laughs> as about to go haven't you ever tried to kick anything in the elevator you don't have that much space <laughs> It's not. It was. It was a large elevator, but it not uncommonly large. I don't think. Yeah, that's no, about the size of most elevators. Maybe a little bit bigger. I'll give you that. It's slightly bigger, but still, very cool scene. It, no, it was <laughs> like a great. Scene. It was a great scene. It's probably probably um, one of the best ones in the movie. And Iko wins like the fight, but he refuses to hurt the guy because he was kind to him when they first met, on the bus. Yeah. Well, and he sees no reason to kill him. Because they shouldn't have been fighting yeah. in the first place. No, and and what was interesting and what led to this is, as I say, mini arc. This guy take basically dies to save someone he barely knows because he sees. Again, I don't know. I I was just saw that he saw the error of his ways and he saw that there is still room to be good th- despite the bad world they live in. Yeah. Uh, instead of accepting the bad world, he's decided. Yeah, I don't know. I think you know. I, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a small, it was like a mini redemption arc. Yeah. It basically just steps in front of the gunman that we mentioned earlier. The only times that guns are really used in the film. And they're they were used the like the <laughs> ridiculously. <Excessively. laughs> yeah. They just emptied an entire clip for each of their nine millimeters into this guy. And it still didn't, like, didn't ultimately, I mean, it stopped him ultimately, I guess, but he was mobile enough to keep going after them which I, I i'm thinking out of most of this was probably the least believable they they kept the the effect of violence was fairly realistic for the most part. you're right there was he was shot too many times to still be fighting That's like 30 yeah. rounds you're not gonna yeah you're done yeah two you'd be on the ground but um, I mean, <laughs> anyway, for 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 most of the violence, it's it's um, it's not really glorified. Like, it's being, of course, generally it's done unto bad individuals, but uh, it's gratuitous to a point. But it, with the exception, I think, of this gun um, gunshot scene, it. Uh, it's not overly so it's like stuff that would just kind of happen it's it felt fairly realistic for this kind of movie anyway mm-hmm. and they weren't really playing anything for laughs um no aside from maybe like getting serious. stabbed with that pole which wasn't really funny but <laughs> no it wasn't <laughs> honestly it was I, quite I was shocking. still like yeah i was like oh that does not feel good no well, none of it would have felt good. But. No, no, but that one in particular, because you're, yeah, getting hit with a laundry pole and then falling three stories or whatever it was. Straight down. Straight down, yep. yep. I don't know. I, as I say, like, I like that he stepped in because despite, it just seems like this, this person that ended up dying for him was you get the impression that he's in this gang because that's the way the world is. It's, it's shark infested borders. You're, you're either a he's, shark or you've been, you're getting eaten. He's just there for the money. 
That's just well, what, just that's just his job. Yeah. yeah, it's just what pays. Yeah, the it's bills. the way of life. It's it's a, it's a bad place. Whereas his is I guess his innocence, the main character, he steps in and is, he's not going to put up with bad. Yeah, um, and it was stupid of him in some ways, but I can't say he's wrong because you can't just let people be abused the way he saw because that happens too often and that's why the world is as bad as it is and at, at places and times because people good people look away yeah and so but i don't know I, just, I i never like when a hero dies in a film i i like my happy endings to be honest so i don't like that he dies at the end um especially in such a lame way <laughs> yeah it's it's like it was needless because he had already beat the two bad guys. Yes. It was done. He, it, he set the woman free. And then he's like punished for it. So it's a little. Yeah, it's kind of out of left field. I mean, I, I think that's why I don't remember that he doesn't make it. Because up until the last second, he's fine, you know, other than bruised and tired. But I guess getting a pipe stabbed into your stomach's not going to end well. But I don't think you can stab anyone with a pipe, to be honest. Like, how does a pipe go into you? Like, I'm pretty sure it wasn't actually a sharp, pointed pipe. It was just a pipe. <laughs> I don't know. The One brother got a piece of rebar jammed into him, so... That makes a bit more sense, a bit more narrow. But this is like a two-inch thick pipe. But anyway, regardless, he gets stabbed in the gut, which I just thought was real dumb. But then really brutal how he responds by killing the bad guy. <laughs> he kicked him in the throat. <laughs> yeah. It looked nasty. Because it made his neck all flat. It's like, oh, that's not yeah. good. Yeah. Must have been some CG in there, I think, from the looks of it. But yeah, so what, what do you think of the film all up? Uh, I, I still really enjoy it. It hits a little harder than I remember it doing. Um, the, the one reviewer said it's like, oh, six or seven fight scenes. They neglect to mention the entire, like, last 20 minutes of the movie is just one long fight scene. Like, it doesn't, once it gets going, it doesn't stop. It's a little bit slow to get there, but, um, you know, they're, they're establishing character and giving the necessary drama, um, and maybe a little bit unnecessary drama. Um, but it, I don't know how this person's saying. They must have stopped watching this film because I'm. I've got the last fight scene around the containers. Yeah, and they, they he kicks a dude off backwards off a container. It's like full container height. You know, you never knows how tall they are. They're like, yeah, it's a shipping just, container. It's like three three meters, like eight foot. Yeah, eight foot, ten foot tall kind of thing. And he kicks a dude off backwards. I'm pretty sure one of the dudes like lands on his back on the edge of a container or his face or something and bounces off. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of that. And then another dude runs and jumps across the gap, and he turns and like just does a sidekick into him, like just like the bamboo pole, but with a foot or a leg, a shin, whatever. And the guy just stops and then just falls onto the corner of the of the shipping container and then falls down that full ten foot onto onto the ground. Yeah, he's dead. (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of stuff that's like no one's gonna get back up well they'll be very not. very sore oh yeah yeah very like very at the, sore at the minimum and then there's another one where he kicks him from like he pushes him yeah you know, he 
uses the guy's momentum, pushes him past him, then turns and kicks him in the bum. And same thing across the gap. And then face first into the, the container on side and then hits the ground. Like these stuntmen are putting their body on the line. So I don't know what that guy was talking about, how it seemed fake or non-impressive. Cause yeah, there were some cheesy ones or ones that weren't um, as believable, but there yeah, are some pretty the, impressive ones as the, well. The pipe fight on the bridge. Like you can, yeah, tell, cool. you can tell it was cool, but you know, the pipes like they're not actual, they're like rubber or something, but it's it's brutal. I mean, he's hitting dudes like the one guy hits him like eleven times, and then kicks him yeah, in the well, face. That that's an actual bridge that's actually over oh, a yeah. motorway, like it's a footbridge. Yeah, and the guy actually gets kicked through the railing onto the safety guard. I know. I was which... I was like, uh, all I could think of was the um, Yuda, the actual character, not Equal Weiss, but the character himself i felt like he would have pulled that guy back i mean i know they were trying to kill him but yeah it, it seemed you mean, like, like you know i just feel like he would take pull that guy back onto the bridge at least and then kicked him in the face or something but you know because that well, like, <laughs> i don't think he was trying to kill anybody at that point no no um but yeah, that, the fact that that stunt there, just that little kick, and I know you probably didn't kick full full strength and it was played on, but the guy was falling onto a safety rail, which is just metal poles, which had gaps big enough for a person to fall through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the guy could have slipped and rolled too far. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a lot, um, there was some risk taken. I think that there was another rough one when, they, when he first attacked into the club, or I think it was the first time, but... Uh, he kicks one dude into like a karaoke or like an entertainment thing. So the guy like folds in on himself because his his bum fits into like the space. And then he kicks the guy in the face again. It's like <laughs> some of the stuff was a little bit wow. That's you know, full on. Yeah, yeah. Given that he was mostly just trying to knock people out, but yeah. You know, I interrupted what you're saying. How you, what do you think of the film? <laughs> I don't remember what part I was <laughs> addressing. <laughs> um, so I think like it's it just the lot? ending of it. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed this. I liked his, I I like Gareth um, Evans's late his later films more. Okay, like coming back to watch this, it's a good intro to Silat, and it's a good intro to Eco Weiss and Yayan um, uh, Ruhian. And you can see that these guys are gonna are gonna do something like have careers. You can feel it from this movie, and that that gut feeling like wasn't wrong. They they blasted off into a bunch of you know really good uh, martial arts films after this. Yeah, cool. You'd see, I I liked the action. I thought the stunts were impressive, and I, I was really impressed with um, Eco. I just I can't like the film because of the story. Does it was, that make sense? It was too icky, brutal. Yeah, and was, I know I mean, it's, it's a reality. It's dealing, yeah, it's dealing with important subject matter, but I don't know that it was treating it in a. Uh, I think it has it's to a, do a, with um, Astri's fate and like what happens to her. Just felt like not necessary in terms of the screenwriting for the character because her end her end is nice it's a nice happy ending for her 
Are you talking yeah, about her? Oh, the, 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 the part like right before that. Yeah. It didn't need to happen. No, it did not. It was just like, what? Like, Um, it it wasn't, it wasn't even, like, telegraphed. You don't know, I don't know, it just, it it seemed, like, just too much. Even giving everything, everything else that happens in the film. I I didn't. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a difficult subject matter, but that part I just felt was a bridge too far um, for the character. I'm like we know for anybody concerned it's like we know they're bad guys you didn't have to like take it that far it's too too much yes um and as i say like this is a real thing that does happen and it's disgusting and horrible that people humans will treat other humans this way and use them as as sex trafficking and stuff like that so i guess i mean they're showing they're showing the reality of it basically well, exactly as, and so as, I guess as that, much as this oh, is concerned just as they show the reality of committing just general violence under other people see we can't yeah glorify one and not like look at the other um yeah so, so in, that, guess, in that case it's it's effective <laughs> like well yeah you're right and that you're right and that way it does bring it to attention i guess we shouldn't shy away from it because it does happen and we should try and do something about it if we can yeah and i guess that's what Ico's character is about uh, Eco. Is it Ico or Eco? I don't uh, know if it's an uh, I or any sound. Eco, I believe. Eco. It's, um, he, he, I guess he's the stance that we should all have. There should be no tolerance for this kind of yeah. behavior to other, towards other humans. And I guess in that way, you can appreciate the film for what it's trying to say. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, that's, I mean, it's, it's what it is ult- at the end of the day. It's ultimately him willing to sacrifice himself for the betterment of other people. Yeah, and and on that, I guess we should talk about what happens to the main girl. He as he's dying, um, um, Echo's character says, I, "I have a family. They live in the country. Go to them. Tell them what happened, and tell them that I that you're there to take care of you." And so, her and her little brother, the little po- we haven't mentioned much about him, but they've been protecting him along the way as well. Um, basically, get adopted by. Um, Eco's, family. yeah, yeah. Well, it's Eco's character. I don't even remember character names. I'm terrible. <laughs> and so it's a nice ending, and it's a nice outcome for the girls involved in the long run. But it's just, yeah, a horrible subject matter. But good action. Yeah, and it, it it'll be kind of the same, really, with um, Gareth Evans' other films. He he, it deals with crime uh i'm not going to say realistically because a lot of this is of course not realistic but um the subject matter he deals with is real issues so it's it's good that he's like using his platform to kind of showcase this sort of thing um but at the same time i'm, I'm thinking that because it's an action film people are looking at like the wrong part of it i guess not the wrong part but they're focused on one thing when there's other messages in the film that are kind of gonna get discarded i mean ultimately that's what's gonna happen fair enough yeah i know i know exactly what you're saying not fun 
I guess overall, I mean, what what did you think of the film just in, in general? Like, what what rating would you give this? This problem, I think I'm too skewed by the subject matter that kind of makes it. <laughs> As I say, like I, I can't say I enjoyed watching it, even though there were entertaining parts. Because I should, I feel like I shouldn't be entertained by people acting this way. <laughs> um, I don't know, but it, 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 there were aspects of it that are very good, so it, it's still worth a watch. But I can't say I'll go out of my way to watch it again. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, it's understandable. I think this is the maybe the least regarded of um, his films, it's particularly because it's ten years old now at this point. Yeah. Oh man, this main bad guy, his death scene is so bad. <laughs> it just looks so stupid. Question it the rest. What yourself? Will, where um, would you rate it? Hmm. This is another film where I would have rated it much higher um, when it came out because it was just something unexpected. Um, but yeah, looking like the, I'm on I'm on the same boat. This uh, maybe just because I'm older, the the ramification, the social commentary, everything that this film is saying in the background. Um, really, it's not even in the background. It's pretty pretty up upfront about it. Uh, is necessary but difficult to address like on those two fronts i think so it does it's not that it's lessening the film it's it's keeping it kind of at the same level but my enjoyment of it i, I think as you said um is probably a little bit diminished um because of its some of the serious nature of what's going on i think in it uh probably give it like 6.5 yeah, I think that'd be yeah. fair. Well, I think that wraps us up for yeah, another. I think so. Week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have anything else on on this particular film, other than um, uh, definitely advocating we should take a look at the raid because it's um, it's a, a horse of another color, uh, and definitely a a maybe the raid two instead. It's not going to matter. They're they're kind of one film. Like the raid takes place, and I believe it just goes into the next night. It becomes a second film, or at least it's very they're they're tied together kind of that way. Okay, um, should we do both at once then? We yeah, we might have to. Well, we'll we'll watch the first one, get a kind of feel of what's going on and what we want to talk about, and then see if we should just power through the second one at the same time. Cool, sounds good. And All we've right. got Revenger, yep. as we talked about, coming and up. And we've got Revenger, so, so we've got, I think, the next little while um, planned out. Or at least Revenger. <laughs> we'll take a look at that for next episode. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of move on from there. Um, yeah, I think that's that's it for this episode. Um, Vader, where can folks find you on the interwebs? VaderVanOden.com It's got a link to all my social media is from there all right the link will also be in the notes as usual and myself you can find me on twitter at sentinot underscore plus uh also on one of my other podcasts at monster dot com 
uh yeah we'll uh we'll be back within i don't know within the month no wait till the end of the month next month we'll be back next month for um a look at a korean film that i think that might be our have we watched anything else that's been korean i don't think so that might be the first one. No, yeah, this, this will be our first one. Yep. Excellent. So we'll let you know how that one goes. Um, and I guess that's us uh, signing off. We'll see you next time for something. Uh, wow. Uh, something else, something new, something Kung Fu, something like that. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> bye bye, y'all. Take it easy.